The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericahealth.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. How are you feeling today? Are you feeling alive and energetic? or lethargic and weak. Listen to your heart. Welcome to The Healing Whisper, A Return to Peace. Your host for the hour is Dr. Marianne Chase. When we fail to understand and work on the root cause of our stress and illness, we seem to be in a never-ending spiral of poor health and low energy. It's time to re-harness that potential in order to live a better life. Now, here's Dr. Marianne. Hello, and welcome to the show. This is Dr. Marianne Chase, and I am so glad that you can join me. Today, I have a very special guest. Her name is Belinda Farrell, and she has written a book that I think everybody here will love to read. But before I get into that, I'd like to let everybody know you can find me on my website, TheHealingWhisper.com. You can also connect with me on Facebook, on The Healing Whisper page, as well as Twitter, LinkedIn, YouTube. And I also need to give this little disclaimer. It's uh, the show is for educational and informational purposes only. It is not intended to treat, diagnose, heal, or cure anything. Everything contained in this show is strictly the opinion of myself, Dr. Marianne Chase, and my guest, Belinda Farrell. Please always check with a licensed healthcare provider about any concerns that you may have. So first, I'd like to say welcome, Belinda. I am glad you can join me today. Well, thank you. Thank you so much. I'm really honored to be here. Thank you. Well, before we get into what you have to give us in the way of healing information, I'd just like to give a little bit about, tell people a little bit about you. Uh, Belinda, you have written a book. It's called Find Your Friggin' Joy. <laughs> and uh, you graduated. <laughs> every time I hear that. <laughs> <laughs> well, you can't help but laugh. But uh, yeah. you graduated with a Bachelor's in the Arts in Spanish and English from University of California at Berkeley. You are also trained in hypnotherapy, past life regression, NLP, Hawaiian chanting, and ancient Hawaiian healing known as HUNA. You have trained with Anthony Robbins and has effectively used these skills in your own life. You have completed 18 firewalks. When you were 48, you collapsed with herniated discs and spinal nerve damage. And instead of going through the surgery that medical doctors threatened you with paralysis, I can talk, yeah, paralysis, (laughs) didn't do the surgery, you chose instead to apply the ancient Hawaiian healing 
practices that you'd learned the previous three years. And uh, they're also covered in your book, Find Your Frickin' Joy. And your back has completely healed, including the childhood scoliosis. And you've been healing these, uh, sharing these healing practices for others. And you offer reconnective healing and HUNA classes by taking clients to Hawaii to teach HUNA and swimming with the wild spinner dolphins. And all I can say is how exciting that must be. (laughs) Well, when I hear it, it just brings chills to me as well because I realize how far I have come you know, on my on my travels, because I was never a water person, so the dolphins really had to recondition me and literally download information into me to get me to even come out in the ocean to be with them. <laughs> so it's been quite a journey. That's all I can say. Uh, yeah, it sounds like it. So, what motivated you to find these things or and make a change in your life? Well, I think, you know, after I, I was married to a doctor for 18 years, and we were we were always trying to heal. He was trying to heal people in the way he was trained, you know, through surgeries, and he was orthopedic. And But I didn't want to be um, inundated with shots and pills and things. I always felt that the body could heal naturally, although I didn't know anything about that. But it felt that that was right. And so after my marriage ended, when I was 40, I I set out to try to find out why I was scared of other things and what what motivated me, what drove me. And that's what sent me to Tony Robbins. And I started doing these fire walks to overcome fear. But it was just the fear on the outside. It didn't handle a lot of the fears that I had on the inside. That came later. But it was an exciting um, experience just to walk on fire and, you know, kind of do what you never thought anybody could do, walk on 2,000 degrees of hot coals by just changing your state. And it, it, I did 18 of them. I burned once very severely, uh, realizing that you have to be in a state, you know, of, of optimism in order to walk. So it was a good thing that that happened to me. And, you know, it just still, it motivated me to go on and just to say, use it as a metaphor and say, well, now if I can do this, what else could I do in my life? And what came up was that I always wanted to drive a race car. And so Tony teaches you that if you say you can't, you must. And if you must, you will. So I looked up where I could find a race car training place just to have the experience of driving one. And it turned out that they thought I had some talent, and they kept me after the four-day racing course, and I started driving cars in New York for Buick and Cadillac. And that (laughs) turned into an eight-year stunt driving career. So it was all just by following your gut and following your dreams, you never know what doors are going to open. And that's what kind of started me and launched me into just taking action and doing things that really excited me, but yet that led to more pain in my back. I hadn't addressed that issue yet, 
and learning about the ancient Hawaiian healing, you have to know what you're saying to yourself. What's the unconscious mind? What is it really holding inside? And once I found out that I thought I couldn't be supported, that that's what I'd been saying all my life, that's what my parents had drilled into me, and I thought I needed somebody else to help support me, then I I could see how I created it and then feel how I could uncreate it. So I started thanking my back for supporting me regardless of what, you know, I had been saying to it. And gradually, um, after I did collapse and did have to go through all of the, you know, the, the fears and the decisions, you know, of going against the medical doctors and saying, well, I'm going to try to heal this myself because my insurance had been cut off as well since I couldn't do any more stunt driving. I couldn't do any more jobs, um, more modeling jobs. So I had no choice but to heal myself. So it was really through that necessity that I said, I'm going to see if this Huna healing does work. And for about a month, I laid in bed and I took some codeine to get out of the pain and I concentrated on healing my back. And sure enough, um, within a few days of really doing this 24-7, I completely, completely healed and wasn't even expecting my scoliosis to go away, but it, it did, and my spine truly aligned itself, and regardless of what I'd been saying to myself, um, the new phrase that I was internalizing was, thank you for regenerating, and thank you for supporting me, and I was just so grateful. It was like I had won the lottery two or three times <laughs> to have the opportunity to, to stand tall again and to heal my back and... Um, just heal myself. It was a miracle. But yet there was a recipe for this miracle, which I have in my book on exactly how I did it with, you know, the thought forms getting in touch with what you're saying to yourself, you know, breathing up to the higher self and letting the higher self come in and and heal your physical body. Well, Belinda, I'd like to take a little step back For people that are listening to this show and say, well, that's great for Belinda. She sounds like she was a highly motivated person and and very active in in everything that that she did. But, you know, that doesn't describe me. I'm not motivated, and and, uh, I have a hard time being grateful for just about anything. How do you work with those particular individuals that say, how do you find that motivation? How do you, how do well, you go there? Well, for me, I wanted to walk again. I mean, I was just paralyzed. I, I couldn't move from the waist down. I was in pain. Um, I think the pain motivated me to, to not want to be a cripple. And I had been studying this, you know, for three years. So, yes, I was motivated, but I also felt that, you know, I had to do something other than being cut open. And I think you have, it's an individual thing. This is not for everybody. Not everybody is going to want to take an active role in their healing. They want a shortcut. And there's nothing wrong with that. My son, um, he had back problems, and he chose to have the surgeries. And they put pins in him, and he had to have another surgery to take him out, and he was miserable. 
and it led to him taking an overdose of painkillers and, you know, killing himself to get out of the pain. It was uh, horrible. He saw me. He saw me heal myself. He picked me up off the floor. He saw me completely incapacitated, you know, to walk, to stand, to sit. And he never asked me, how do you do this, Mom? He just wanted the surgery. He wanted the pills to get out of the pain. He didn't want to do the emotional work. There is some emotional work that you have to do because, again, it's a lot of our thoughts that, you know, contribute to the way our body is either going into fear or it's, or it's um, going into harmony. It's rising up out of, you know, a lower density thought form into a higher density thought form. And, you know, it, it, it definitely is individualized. So what I would tell people is, you know, how motivated are you to heal? Right. Not only how motivated are you to heal, but how motivated are you to heal without, uh, let's just say, Western medical intervention? Would, would that come in there? Yes, definitely. I mean, I needed to have some kind of painkiller so I could take my focus away from the pain and concentrate on the healing. I couldn't go see my regular doctor. He he wouldn't prescribe anything over the phone unless he saw me in person, and I was too much in pain to even get into a car. Um, I could go a short distance, and I ended up at an osteopath's office, and she prescribed some codeine for me, which helped me, you know, to numb a little bit of the pain, and I was very grateful um, to her for that, and, you know, she she did what she did to to do, you know, move the energy around, and it did help, you know, it did help some, and together with, she also gave me a little pill um, that was a snake venom. I don't know if you've done any homeopathy, but I took a a survey in her office, and then she came up with this um, snake venom that said that it would help bring up the memories from the spine, and... After having that, I did have some memories that came up while I was recovering, and they were of my of my birth. And I found out things that my mother had never told me. Belinda, let's get into that. Belinda, let's get into that after the break. I know that that it's going to be a very fascinating story. So, folks, don't go away. Your life, your health, your network. You're listening to Voice America Health & Wellness. Are you feeling stuck? Sometimes we just need a little help from a friend. Go beyond ordinary healing and experience the extraordinary healing journey possible with custom Healing Code Coaching with Dr. Marianne Chase. Visit TheHealingWhisper.com. Dr. Chase's coaching sessions can be conducted via Skype or by telephone. If you have half an hour to devote to getting yourself out of that rut, Dr. Marianne is ready to be that friend. Visit TheHealingWhisper.com and click Coaching. 
Tune in every Tuesday for C. diff, spores, and more with hosts Nancy Kerala and Dr. Chandra Bali Ghosh. Our program is to provide information about C. diff, healthcare-associated infections, and more. Nancy is a C. diff survivor, healthcare professional, and the founder and executive director of the C. diff Foundation. And Dr. Ghosh is the chairperson of research and development for the C. diff Foundation. Together with their guests, we'll explore infection prevention, treatments, environmental safety, and more. Listen every Tuesday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time, 11 a.m. Pacific, on Voice America Health & Wellness. Opinions, options, answers. You're listening to Voice America Health & Wellness. You are listening to The Healing Whisper, A Return to Peace. If you would like to comment or have a question about our show today, please call in to 1-866-472-5792. That's 1-866-472-5792. If you'd rather send an email, our email address is thehealingwhisper at mindspring.com. Now back to the show. Welcome back to the show and thanks for sticking with me. This is Dr. Marianne Chase. And my guest today is Belinda Farrell, the author of the book, Find Your Frickin' Joy. And just before the break, we were talking a little bit about how Belinda healed her degenerative spine through finding some emotional baggage, to say the very least, and and breaking through some fears, and through some of the work that you have done, Belinda, through the HUNA Hypnosis NLP uh, Ho'oponono. <laughs> I'm no, not sure I can pronounce that correctly. <laughs> <laughs> it means to make right, right. And that that's great. Through all of this work, you have discovered some of the issues that have created fear. So tell us about that. Well, you know, we we start out and we think, you know, we go through our life and we gather these fears up. I was afraid of water. I was afraid of a lot of things, but yet I could drive a race car, you know, and that just, that was wonderful and that didn't um, make me afraid. I just really went for it, but there's certain things that we are afraid of and they're buried inside our body and I had never met my real father nobody would really talk about him and so I would make up stories you know and I had an imaginary story that I put him on a pedestal so it was very interesting when I took this snake venom um, to heal my back or to bring up memories that a memory came up that was completely foreign to me and this is right from my book um, it says instantly I could experience a baby being thrown out into the universe like a piece of garbage. This innocent little baby, all curled up in the fetal position, was darting between asteroids and comets, moving faster than the speed of light. My heart quickened. Sweat poured down my face. I thought I was dying. Then I saw a con- comforting pair of hands reach down to pick up the baby and place her in the arms of a glowing figure dressed in flowing iridescent blue lights. We were high above the precipice looking down on the mass chaos of rocks colliding into one another. The baby was safe at last. My heart was still palpitating as I tried to make sense out of that experience. I had later confronted my mother to tell me the truth about my birth. 
she finally admitted that my father had taken her to three abortion clinics against her wishes. For whatever reason, thanks to divine intervention, attempts at aborting me failed. Yahoo! (laughs) Yes! Yet the memory of the fetus experience was lodged within my spine and released during a breathing exercise. My unconscious had finally released the memory from Pandora's box because I was ready to let it go. The pathway to my higher self was finally cleared. So it... Again, if you have some emotional blockages, this is what we were taught in HUNA, that we have to clear the pipeline in order to bring down the higher part of us, which does the healing. And if you can clear that pipeline, then, then it's unobstructed. Your breathing and your desires and your prayers that go up to the higher self, and that's what happened because after that, that memory was released, I really started healing faster. Well, that that's just an incredible story and and so visually impressive. Yeah. So, Belinda, what is your opinion on knowing what these these memories are? Is it absolutely necessary? Because, you know, for some people. Uh, Recalling some of these things that have happened into their lives, uh, it, it's a fairly traumatic thing, as in PTSD. Yeah. How do you tell? How do you work with people that have? Well, again, this kind of thing you know, going? look at how I uncovered this memory. I had to take a little teeny pill that you know accelerated um, the memory to come up from my spine. So I don't know that I would have, in a normal situation, even had the opportunity to, to do that. I mean, we don't, we don't take the time to, to do this conscious breathing. And a lot of it was from doing this deep ha breathing. It's a, it's a breath through the nose to go up to the top of the head and then out through the mouth. So most people do, you know, just regular chest breathing. And it's not real conscious. You just you're just kind of there and breathing, and so you that's the recipe for going into anxiety and depression, because you're not reaching the higher parts, the higher parts of you. When I swim with the dolphins, I see that every seven minutes they come up to take a breath, or they'll die. So in kind of likewise fashion, if we don't breathe consciously to the top of our head, we we kind of die a spiritual death because we don't get into that zone of just feeling more at peace. You know, we're in the fight or flight. And it, it's, again, it's a reminder. I was doing 10 minutes of that kind of ha breathing, conscious breathing, when this memory came up. I took the time, and that's, that's in the book, uh, the recipe. And I also have a CD that takes you through 10 minutes of this ha breathing if you want to, you know, actually, um, you know, bring some things up from the unconscious. And you don't necessarily, I believe, you don't have to know what it is. You know, it can just be released into the atmosphere, into the void, into the Akashic. Um, it's just energy. It doesn't, you don't have to have a label on it and say, well, this happened here and there. It's just energy that's releasing from your body. And then you're bringing in new energy. You're breathing in new light, new 
new protection for yourself. It's like popping a pimple, I believe. You know, when you, you know, when the pimple is ready to pop, you don't want to, you know, let it die down and stay inside. You know, you want it to release. You want right. to take that okay. deep breath and let it go. And so I look at these memories and things like pimples, you know. The body is just really, it, it has this desire to return you back to wholeness. And I believe there is a blueprint for wholeness in every one of us, in every one of us. And all we have to do is get these thoughts, these thought forms out of the way. You know, they say we're our own worst enemy. Well, because of the thoughts that we've accumulated that are lies, because we are imaginative, you know, we're just immaculate beings. And, you know, when you raise your frequencies um, just by doing this kind of work or swimming with the dolphins, you go into a higher regenerative um, phase of your life. I know scientists have said that when they study the dolphins, they they notice that their their wounds heal very quickly. They regenerate rather than repair. And I think it's from because they're working at a very high frequency. Their their brain is operating twenty times more than a human. You know, they're like humans. You know, they're emotional beings. They have good days and bad days, but they're <laughs> using 20% of their brain, whereas we're using only about 6% of our brains. Okay. Well, so now let's, let's take back, explain to the listeners what is frequency and how does the frequency of dolphins and whales uh, work in our bodies? When I started to be in the water with the dolphins and swimming eye to eye, all of my cares and my woes disappeared. And all that was left was this open heart. It was just like I was in love. I was just completely in love. And so you kind of fall in love with whoever's around you. But the dolphins emit this theta and alpha pattern. They're not in the beta of humans, of the self-talk. Oh, maybe the dolphins won't like me. Oh, maybe I can't swim. Oh, maybe I can't do this. You know, all that beta chatter that the mind goes into, they don't have that. They see you as a piece of sheet music that is just out of harmony. And so the sonar, which goes penetrates through the water, it, it tends to just melt away all of that debris, which are the negative thought forms. So all you're left is your unconditional love, which is what you're meant to be. So that's the high frequency. Love is the high frequency. Absolutely. And so what I have been saying for so long is that love is the opposite of fear. And so what you're saying is the vibrations Mm-hmm. of this frequency, which is energy. And it, it, a frequency is, is like what people are hearing my voice right now at a certain frequency. Or if you hear a instrument, say, let's say a violin, it plays at a different frequency than a cello, which plays at a different frequency than the double bass violin. Mm-hmm. But it's all energy. Well, and it, when scientists um, started studying the reconnected healing, because with that, your, fre- your frequencies are elevated, 
they could they could study the frequency because they could dial it up and they could actually see how the frequencies would increase. Whereas with energy, the the further away that they went with their um, you know with their hands and moving this frequency, it would dissipate. It was the frequency was stronger the farther away that you got away from a client and you were still doing the reconnective healing. It's very interesting. Um, you know, when, they, when there's a book that scientists have written about how they try to trace um, doing this reconnective healing with a client and how their frequencies change. Sometimes the physical body would heal their emotional body. They, they would just go back into balance. And it's it's an amazing you know experience because it feels like you're you're connecting with the frequencies of that person's higher self, which is of of a very high high frequency. Well, does that, that make sense? It, oh, it makes absolute sense. And I was just trying to use the music as a allegory, yes. so to speak, as to what yes. a frequency is. Well, let's um, go on a break just a wee bit early here, a few seconds early. And Belinda, when we get back, let's talk a little bit more about this reconnective healing. Folks, okay. don't go away. Opinions, options, answers. You're listening to Voice America Health and Wellness. Are you feeling stuck? Sometimes we just need a little help from a friend. Go beyond ordinary healing and experience the extraordinary healing journey possible with custom healing code coaching with Dr. Marianne Chase. Visit thehealingwhisper.com. Dr. Chase's coaching sessions can be conducted via Skype or by telephone. If you have half an hour to devote to getting yourself out of that rut, Dr. Mary Ann is ready to be that friend. Visit TheHealingWhisper.com and click Coaching. Every day, you hear so much about different aspects of the health and wellness field. One day, you hear one thing, and the next day, you hear something that contradicts what you heard the day before. How do you know what's right? Try tuning in to The Cutting Edge of Health and Wellness today with Dr. Neil Nathan. Our goal is to educate and explore this field with guest experts in order to help you take control of your health and well-being. Listen Fridays at 2 p.m. Pacific, 5 p.m. Eastern Time on Voice America Health & Wellness. Your life, your health, your network. You're listening to Voice America Health & Wellness. are listening to the healing whisper a return to peace if you would like to comment or have a question about our show today please call in to 1-866-472-5792 that's 1-866-472-5792 if you'd rather send an email our email address is the healing whisper at mindspring.com now back to the show Welcome back to the show. Today, my guest is Belinda Farrell. We have been talking about her healing experience through uses of the healing modalities of HUNA and uh, I really cannot say this word, Ho-po. you say it for me, Belinda. Well, the- Ho'o is perfectly right. Ho'o, Pono, Pono. Ho'o, Pono, Pono. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> 
<laughs> Thank yeah, you. It's, it's, pono means to make right. I mean, ho'o means to make, and pono is right. So you're making right inside of yourself two times. You're making you're it. Making sure that you've made things right inside of you. And that's so just, the forgiveness. Just before the break, you were talking a little bit about reconnective healing. And I'd mm-hmm. really like to get into what is reconnective healing. But I really feel like we need to talk about forgiveness. Yes. So well, what does forgiveness have to do with healing? When we forgive ourselves for the way things happened in an event or with a person, our body relaxes. It goes into peaceful harmony, more like an alkaline situation. The parasympathetic uh, system is activated. And we're not, you know, we're not shooting a gun at somebody and tensing ourselves up and creating havoc inside the body. So being able to forgive yourself is paramount in allowing the body to heal. I mean, there have been more instances of people, you know, holding revenge or holding, it just, it's like saying, I'm going to give you an eye for an eye and a tooth for a tooth and then go blind and toothless. It doesn't (laughs) work. Somebody famous said that, not me, but um, I thought it was really kind of appropriate. And the Hawaiians felt that until they could release things from the body, until they could forgive themselves of whatever hate or anger or disconnect that they had, that they couldn't reach their higher self. And to them, this is the old-time Hawaiians, reaching the higher self was the most important thing they could do in their life. And I do believe that some people on spiritual quests and, and journeys know that that also is true for them. I know in the Flower of Life, Drunvalo Melchizedek, after thousands of words and, and hundreds of pages, he has this one sentence in there that says, reaching your higher self should be the most important thing you do in your life. <laughs> and I, you know, I said that's exactly the way the Hawaiians felt. So clearing all of that emotional baggage will help you to reach the higher self through a pipeline. It's like calling Rotorooter in, you know, to clear that out. And this process of Ho'oponopono, which means to make right right, does exactly that. And you can do it any time of the day when an emotion starts to come up and it bubbles up to the surface. You just say, I'm sorry. You're doing this with your higher self who is listening. You just say, I'm sorry. I love you. I forgive you. Thank you. Those four little phrases. You don't have to know what the sadness is that came up or the anger or whatever. You just have to tune in and just say, I'm sorry. And then you start to feel better. You go through your life. You don't know what happened, but perhaps that incident that you just erased or forgave yourself for will shift and it will just allow you to feel much more, you know, uh, competent and peaceful, and um, it works. I've been doing this for years, and I do. I, I call it cord cutting. I created a, a CD called Chant and Forgiveness, and it takes you through the process of putting people down below you that you still have issues with. If it's your mother or father, you 
you make them very tiny and put them down below you like on a stage and you're looking diagonally down to them and so you gather all these people up they could be your ancestors they could be your brothers and sisters aunts uncles uh teachers friends uh even pets you know that you feel guilty about their passing or you didn't have any closure all of these things make a huge impact on your life and how you are today and once you gather this whole array very tiny all these people in front of you, you breathe down on them and say the words, you know, I love you, I forgive you, thank you. And then you can take a knife or a scissors and spin it around you like you're cutting the cords and then watch them float away and tuck the leftover cords back inside yourself. And this is a powerful, powerful forgiveness process. And when it's done, people have said it's just transforming changes their life well it sounds like it's extraordinarily powerful uh and just cutting the cords so to speak i'd also like to put it out there that sometimes people don't want to forgive other people because they feel like by forgiving that other person other thing uh it will let that person off the hook for whatever yeah. was done yeah. no you, this is not about that it's not about the other person you you can't change what happened to you that event happened if it was a horrible abuse um you know horrible things have happened to people but for you to go on you're just forgiving yourself for the way you're looking at that story. So by you you're the one it's all about you. You can't change what happened to you. Uh if you can let go of what that person did to you, again he has his or she has heard their own karma to go through, their own soul, you know, um experience, but this is about you moving on. You are cutting cords from the way you're looking at that story, from the way you're repeating that story. And when that changes, your life will also change. Well, and also uh, the visual of cutting the cord, it, it just allows a person to move on. They're not tied to that past. It's, it's this exactly. strong visual. And then also during your time, it might take a lot of cord cutting, because as soon as you have the thought again, you know, you cord yourself again. The the Hawaiians called this aka. It was like the threads that bind us to one another. And even in the Bible, they talk about how the webs we weave around ourselves. It's the Greeks, you know, the there's ancient hieroglyphics showing cords and how we have to dislodge from these, you know, thought forms. It's written in the Egyptian hieroglyphics. It's amazing. It's been around a long, long time. So we just have to be aware that we're constantly courting ourselves to things and to people and to emotions. And so it's a daily process of doing this. You don't just do it once. I mean, do you brush your teeth just once? Do you go to the dentist <laughs> just once? I'm, here you are. It's <laughs> sealed. I mean, what would happen if people went and got their teeth cleaned and then never went again? I'm sure it would accumulate in the, in the mouth again, wouldn't it? 
Well, uh, not necessarily, but I'm not going to jump into that (laughs) right now. (laughs) But uh, in any case, so now how do we connect this cutting of the cords, this forgiveness, to Mm -hmm. reconnective healing? And uh, what exactly is reconnective healing, Belinda? Well, as I said, after my son passed away, um, and I also lost all my money in a Ponzi scheme, I was pretty pretty down. And I was trying to cut cords and doing all the healing that I knew that was possible, and I was still filled with grief. And a friend of mine took me to see a movie called um, The Living Matrix, which featured Dr. Eric Pearl and Dr. Bruce Lipton, and I saw him do this, uh, kind of waved his arms and his hands over this young boy that had cerebral palsy and that had been in a wheelchair all his life. And he did about three sessions with that, and that little boy was out playing in the playground and holding a cup for, this, for the first time. And that got my attention, and I wanted to find out what was this healing ability of just this reconnection. And so I I learned that... When we produce it, we produce a wave, um, like a frequency of waves that literally affects the DNA of living things in a healing fashion. And that's exactly what we're doing. We don't know how we're doing it, but it's like you, you just are there with the client and their higher self, and these frequencies are activated. And I went home and I, I got a, a session of these higher frequencies. It seemed like we were working with the higher self, which is something I was familiar with from HUNA. And so I had one session with this uh, practitioner here in Santa Cruz, and it was like half an hour, and all my grief was lifted. I had no more, I mean, there was some there, but my joy was returning, and I felt light. It felt like a miracle. And I had another session. I had my reconnection done, which is connecting to um, a bandwidth of light and frequencies. It's only a one-day event that happens after you've had a, a healing session. And it just puts you on the path of your higher self. It accelerates you on your soul path. Anyway, I was changed. I was completely changed. I went back to Chicago to get training and how to do it, and I've been doing this reconnective healing now for seven years. And I'm always in awe. I never know what's going to happen when somebody walks through the door. I don't want to know anything about them because I see them already as whole. And then they return to balance in a way that... um, only, you know, it's up to them and their frequencies as to how that's going to happen. Um, I just kind of provide the, like a catalyst or a, a channel for that to happen. And I don't direct it. It's non-directive. It's, it's not a technique. Um, it's what opens up the healing for that person. And you you have a chapter in your book about reconnective yes. healing, and yes. it, it's all part of that section that, that you call the cleansing of your soul. And it, it sounds just absolutely fascinating. And it, from what I hear, it's not just reconnecting with your higher self, but it's also reconnecting with the universe or all that 
there is or God, whatever you want to call that. Am I correct? Absolutely. You are absolutely right. People that come off the table seem to feel that they're bigger than who they thought they were, that it's just, it expands them. It expands who you are to feel this, you know, oneness with everything, you know, with everything and everyone. And for some reason, you just start taking more risks. You, you, you know, you start new businesses. Um, I see people, you know, writing their books, uh, you know, conducting seminars, you know, just really fulfilling their life purpose because they're no longer restricted in a little box. The box doesn't have any borders anymore. <laughs> and, yes. and you're just free to be you. Well, that sounds just absolutely wonderful. Belinda, when we come back from the break, uh, you had mentioned some things to me about, and uh, earlier on the show, about a chant that uh, is helpful in releasing some PTSD symptoms. So uh, that's going to perk up the ears of a lot of people. So folks, don't go away. Opinions, options, answers. You're listening to Voice America Health & Wellness. Are you feeling stuck? Sometimes we just need a little help from a friend. Go beyond ordinary healing and experience the extraordinary healing journey possible with custom Healing Code Coaching with Dr. Marianne Chase. Visit TheHealingWhisper.com. Dr. Chase's coaching sessions can be conducted via Skype or by telephone. If you have half an hour to devote to getting yourself out of that rut, Dr. Mary Ann is ready to be that friend. Visit TheHealingWhisper.com and click Coaching. If you have a loved one that is undergoing treatment for substance abuse or mental illness, you owe it to them and yourself to tune in to One Hour at a Time with host Mary Woods. This compassionate and educational talk show will help you help those that you love by better understanding their condition and their personal recovery process. Tune in every Monday at 12 noon Pacific time to One Hour at a Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. Recovery begins this hour. Your life, your health, your network. You're listening to Voice America Health & Wellness. You are listening to The Healing Whisper, A Return to Peace. If you would like to comment or have a question about our show today, please call in to 1-866-472-5792. That's 1-866-472-5792. If you'd rather send an email, our email address is thehealingwhisper at mindspring.com. Now, back to the show. Welcome back to the show. This is Dr. Marianne Chase, and we've been having a wonderful time with my guest, Belinda Farrell. We've been having such a wonderful time talking about ancient Hawaiian teachings for healing and reconnective healing and clearing and cutting cords is just very robust and all of this is covered in Belinda's book 
find your freaking joy. <laughs> I just can't say that without laughing. <laughs> I know. Well, that's what life is about, right? It is about joy. And because yeah. if, you, if you can't find your joy, you can't find your peace. And, right. uh, and if you can't find love or joy, uh, if you can't find joy, you can't find peace and you can't find love. So <laughs> we have been talking about so many things and you mentioned in briefly uh, towards the middle of the show about chanting. So yes. tell us about this and what does this particular chant have to do with releasing PTSD? Well, the EO chant, it's I apostrophe O, and it's pronounced EO. It meant um, creation, and this takes you back to the very beginnings of time, and if you can go back to the very beginnings of time, you can recreate anything. So I had an opportunity to use this. There was a, a horrific crime committed uh, around my house. It was about three years ago where two police officers were killed in cold blood, and the, the person who did it came right in front of my window and was running down the, the walkway, and of course the squad team took him out, and he was killed there, and um, it just was a horrible experience of hearing the shots. I heard all the gunshot wounds, and it, it, I couldn't go to sleep because I would close my eyes, I'd see his body, I'd, I could just imagine what a war zone might have been like, because it felt like a war zone here. So I started to do the chant before I went to bed at night, and it, was, it sounds like this. You take a deep breath, and then as you're exhaling, you go, ee You take the problem back to, to creation with a deep breath. And then as you come in, and you do this 22 times so that all of that angst and all of that, um, you know, horrible thought forms gets taken back to creation to be reassembled again and to come back, you know, brand new. It was like a cosmic eraser. And after doing that, I was able to kind of white it out and not make it so right in your face. It really changed the way, the perspective that I had with it. And um, I do it now, you know, just, just to relax sometimes to go to sleep at night is to take all your problems back to the creation. We call it the Akashic. We call it the void. Um, this is the quantum space of the quantum physicist. So everything is made new again. It's really the purple black. And if you go into peripheral vision, you can access that purple black just as well. A lot of people are in, in uh, tunnel vision. So they only see the nose hairs of the person who did something to them. But if you expand your awareness out into the peripheral, you will be much more uh, unstressed and, and at peace. And that's where this EO lies. It, it lies in the peripheral. So I hope I explained that. Well, yes, very well. And, and kind of let me expand on that uh, just a little bit in, in that 
the tunnel vision that we all tend to get into by right. expanding our vision, making things bigger, and the EO chant is a frequency yes, it that, is. That, that we are creating with our own voices right. to and move And it comes that. right from your heart. You, when you do it, you'll feel it right in the center of your heart, that sound. So as long as you don't wake your partner next to you. <laughs> 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 if you That's can't right. Or do it in the bathtub before you go to bed or in the shower. <laughs> or in the shower or something like yeah. that. Or you can do it lightly, but it is very powerful and anybody can learn it. I think, you remember when we went to school and we learned old MacDonald had a farm. E-I-E-I-O. Doesn't it sound <laughs> a little bit like the EO chant? A little bit like that. It also, to me, sounds like some of my vocal exercises I do during my voice lessons. So it explains why singing is such a relaxing thing for me, right. even though it's work. Um, yeah. But anyway, the other thing I'd like to mention is that we know, the quantum physicists know and have known for a very long time that energy cannot be created, nor can it be destroyed. Mm-hmm. And so what we're doing with this chant is, this is exciting to me, Belinda. Yes, and what we're I doing love the way you're turning this. Go ahead. <laughs> is actually just changing the energy, the energy that yes. was negatively uh, causing those memories of that uh, body coming back and and that soul that had been dispatched screaming at you uh, right. that that's the image that I'm picking up from you <laughs> so, yeah no it it is and I you know I would love to teach this to you know more vets vietnam vets or just you know people that have suffered from some kind of trauma to just incorporate that chant into their you know into their lives and yes. then just see what what is created. It doesn't take long to learn it. It's just the EO. In the ancient times, um, the Hawaiians withheld that name to the, to the missionaries when they came over who were trying to teach them about God. But they weren't breathing. And according to the Hawaiians, if you're not breathing, you're not reaching your higher self. So it's not a prayer. It's just words, you know, air coming out of your mouth. So they decided that you know, they wouldn't understand the EO, so they didn't share that with them. It's a very sacred word, and the EO is also the name of a hawk, so it does fly back, but not as far back as creation. <laughs> well, Belinda, you know what? It is time to come to the end of the show here in a couple of minutes. So tell people <clears throat> how they can connect with you, how they can find your book, and how can they swim with you and the dolphins? Oh, gosh. Well, I have a website. It's um, hunahealing.com, H-U-N-A, healing, H-E-A-L-I-N-G.com. And my phone number, my website, I mean my email address, Belinda Farrell, 44 at yahoo.com. Um, under Spiritual Journeys is a T 
PDF file on all the dates and what we'll be doing for that whole week in Hawaii. This is my 18th year of swimming with the dolphins with clients. I've been swimming with them for over 20 years now. And it's a week. It's from Sunday to Saturday, and I'm your tour guide in and out of the water, and it's kind of an, an off-beat um, you know, week. We don't go kind of the mainstream that tourists go on because we are accessing some sacred bays where the dolphins come in and we do some sacred uh, rituals to call them in and it's really just uh, an amazing experience that you probably would not get anywhere else. That's absolutely wonderful. And so in closing of this show, I'd like to tell everybody that A very wise man, thousands of years ago, his name was Solomon, said, above all else, guard your heart, for everything you do flows from it. So folks, Mm. until next week, blessings. Thank you again for taking the advice of your heart and tuning in to The Healing Whisper, A Return to Peace. Please join your host, Dr. Marianne Chase, again next Friday at 11 a.m. Eastern Time, 8 a.m. Pacific Time, on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. We hope to talk to you again next week. Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericahealth.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network its staff, and management. 